If you've been around these parts very long, you know I am passionate about storytelling. I believe it is one of the most important things you should be including in your email marketing, especially today with the rise of AI-generated content. I will shout it from the rooftops, storytelling is king, but the number one question I always get is, okay, that sounds great, Megan, but how do I do this exactly? Let's figure it out. Today, we're going to break down step-by-step how to include storytelling in your email marketing so that you can have high converting copy and build relationships with your clients. Welcome to Copy That Converts, the podcast that gives you copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with ideal clients who will actually buy. Consider me your bossy big sister for your business. I'll tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work. I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. And I want to help you do that too. Get ready for some no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is advice with a sprinkle of fun as we learn how to create copy that converts into sales. I hope you have downloaded your free Confident Copy Calendar and Workbook because that's what we're doing here in this 2024 email marketing series is breaking down step-by-step all the things you need to have a successful marketing plan for next year. So if you don't have one, what are you waiting for? Just click on down to the show notes and grab that free Confident Copy Calendar right now and let's open it up because we're going to talk about storytelling. First thing, you would need to understand the why behind storytelling because I fully believe that if you don't understand the why behind something, it's really hard to do it. So one reason that storytelling is such a good method to use in your marketing is because it makes you memorable. You do realize there's like a bazillion trillion online businesses in the world, right? Not to intimidate you, but that's the truth. And so how can you be remembered when there's so many people, so many voices yelling in the marketplace? How can you stand out? Did you know that in a Stanford study, they found that you were 22 times more likely to remember a story than a single fact. 22 times more likely to remember a story. That means your readers will remember you or your offer even more if you incorporate storytelling. It's memorable. That's one big reason. Another is emotional connection that it creates. By sharing relatable stories, you can evoke emotions that really resonate with your clients and their personal experiences. And even if they haven't had that experience, they can still relate to the underlying message or theme that you're sharing. This is why we can read stories or watch movies and feel feelings, even if we've never been, you know, lost at sea or um, in a psychological thriller situation. We can have emotions that resonate with the characters, what the characters are going through is called empathy. And that is very important because emotion is one of the ways that we make buying decisions. We have to have feelings first, then we have to have logic. We have to think, is this a logical decision? And then there also has to be credibility in place, which is another reason that you want to use storytelling because it builds relationships with your clients. This is really where you as a B2C business have an upper hand compared to mega corporations like Walmart. I have no feelings towards Walmart other than it is a cheap place to buy paper goods. <laughs> you know, I don't have any deep seated emotions when it comes to Walmart, but I do have emotions when it comes to small businesses where I know the owners, I know their heart for their business. I understand how hard they work. I resonate with their why, why they do their business in the first place. 
Anyways, all of those things add up and that's where you have a relationship to connect on a deeper way with your clients. You become a real human through storytelling. It makes you more relatable and it builds that, you know, trust, credibility, likability. And psychologically speaking, we tend to be attracted to people who are similar to us in terms of personality values, interests, backgrounds, experiences, all those things, even if we've never met them, because we feel more connected, we feel more comfortable and understood, like this person probably gets me to have experienced this, or they also like this. I mean, it can be something as simple as a shared love of coffee, for example. You know, that's why people talk about coffee so much on the internet is because it's kind of like a little coffee cult that we have going on where we're all like, oh my gosh, you like mocha lattes too? Uh, Yes, it's the best, right? That is that relationship building component, the storytelling. Every time you tell a story, you're sharing little glimpses of your personal values, of your personal experiences, etc. without even that being the topic, right? So building relationships is important. Entertainment, that's pretty easy. I don't even have to elaborate on that, right? We all love to be entertained and stories do that. Storytelling also helps with long-term engagement because if people anticipate that you're going to be sharing a story and not just saying, hey, you should buy X, Y, and Z, they're going to want to open their inbox because we are all opening our phones, we're all opening our app, looking for some form of entertainment or escape. Let's be honest, this is what's happening. But that long-term engagement is key because if you develop a pattern of entertaining, providing interesting content, people want to come back for more. And it also helps facilitate that word of mouth marketing because they can remember your stories better and because they remember the things that you say and because you are entertaining them, they're going to more likely share that with other people because they can remember it. And then it helps differentiate from your competitors. First of all, many of your competitors are using AI and not using AI very effectively. So you're starting to see a lot of blah, blah, blah content that people are just like, oh, this is boring. This is an interesting click. I'm not interested. Unsubscribe. So if you can be better than the rest, you're automatically (laughs) a cream of the crop. But number two, As of now, AI cannot replicate the human experience. It is not human. It does not understand the complexity of emotions. And that is something that can't be replaced. And that is something that is the heart of copywriting because copywriting is based in psychological principles, science, the science of emotions and how our emotions impact our actions. Stories impact our emotions as well. So using stories to that advantage is very, very important and will help you stand out from competitors. And it does take a little bit of extra time or thoughtfulness, maybe not time, but thoughtfulness. And so that's something that some people just aren't willing to do. So if you're willing to do 1% more than other people, you're going to see better results, return on investment. And I mentioned the science behind storytelling. It really does have a neurological impact. When we hear stories, our brains release oxytocin, and that really fosters this feeling of connection and empathy. And also stories can resonate with us because, quite simply, we understand it in a different way when you hear a story being told. It makes the content more persuasive and more relatable. Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. What does it mean to include a story into your email marketing? What do I need to include? So the key elements of a story are typically you have good characters, you have conflict, and you have resolution. Now, that sounds intimidating. It sounds like 10th grade English class, right? And as a former English teacher, I get it. And what you're probably thinking is that stories have to be long, but that's not true at all. 
What you really need is, yes, you have to have a character. Who's the character? It can be you. It can be your client because you always want the, the email to be client focused. So sometimes it's going to be helping them see themselves in this position. Put yourself in the shoes of this character. Um, it can also be just a random character that has nothing to do with your business at all. It could be you know, a client story of a testimonial, but it could also be a story about your grandma. <laughs> I mean, your grandma may not even know what you do for a living because she's like, what is an, what, what is this online business thing you've got going on? And it doesn't matter. You can use a grandma story to illustrate whatever you're trying to say. So characters, you need some characters. Who's, who's going to be the main character of this little illustration? And maybe that's the better word than storytelling is illustration because I think we have different ideas about what that means. But I digress. Now, conflict. Conflict is just a problem and resolution is just a solution. Every email that you write is going to offer um, a solution to some kind of problem. What is the problem you're solving with your business? You can really brainstorm some ideas about the problems that you're solving with your product or your offer and then start backtracking and thinking of stories. But I'm just going to give you an example of a story because first of all, I want to break that myth that storytelling has to be something super long. And you're probably going, yeah, stories are long and nobody reads long emails and blah, blah, blah. So you have all these objections. I'm telling you, stories don't have to be long. Here's an example. My daughter, Lily, loves playing in the park. One day she was playing on the swings and she saw this kid being picked on by some older kids as they were standing over by the monkey bars. Now, Lily is typically my timid child, but that day I watched her march up and bark at those big kids, leave her alone. And they were surprised by little Lily and they giggled a bit, but they did back off. And so later I asked her, how did you manage to be so brave and talk to those big kids? And she said, mommy, I wasn't brave at all. I was so scared, but I was more scared of what would happen if I didn't do anything. Okay. How could you use a story like that? Most people who are considering purchasing something from you have to get past some kind of fear fear of investing money, fear of ridicule, fear, fear of failure. There's all kinds of fears that are involved. And so what we're going to do with our copy is we're going to try to move them past their fears to taking the action that they need to do in order to make life better. In this story, Lily is a great example of someone who is overcoming fear. We are cheering for Lily. We feel all warm and fuzzy at the end because she's done something very kind and very hard. And she recognizes that it's hard, but she did it anyway. And so we can see in ourselves that we are Lilies too, that we are that scared kid on the playground, but that we can do hard things because we've shown through the story that that's possible. If little Lily can do it, so can I. So even though it's completely different scenarios, kids being picked on at the playground versus buying a course sounds completely ridiculous when you say it out loud, but it's still illustrating what the action is that we need to do in order to purchase that course, which is get past our fears, no matter what they may be. And I would just like to point out for all you haters out there, story haters, this is a six sentence story. It is not a novel. There's a clear character, Lily. She's the main character. There's a problem, big kids picking on a little kid. And there's a resolution. She marches up and bosses them and tells them to leave. It connects with us emotionally and it's something that most people can understand even if they've never been picked on, even if they've never marched up to the big kids and been brave. We all understand the scenario. This 
these basic examples from everyday life that tug at our heartstrings are really what you need to be focusing on in storytelling with your email marketing. Okay, how do you structure your email story? This is where I want you to grab your confident copy calendar and workbook because we have a section that is going to help you break down the process of storytelling. So let's talk it through. How do we start? We start always with the end in mind. Where are we going? What is the theme? What do I want people to know, understand, or do? Okay, how do I need to get them there? How can I show instead of just tell? How do I illustrate this theme? How do I illustrate this problem? How do I show them the solution without just saying, you should buy this course because it's going to take you from X to Y in 20 days or less, okay? We want to instead show them an example of the transformation. Then we're going to start with a hook. What is a hook? Think about a fish. If you're going fishing, you throw your hook out into the water and you're going to grab that fish. It's going to be something shiny object that's going to catch their attention or a fat, juicy worm. It's going to be something that is attention grabbing. And that is what a hook will do. Again, you want to use your characters, um, set the scene, take the readers on a journey with you to this particular place. So if you are talking about a coffee shop, then you would explain how it looks, how it smells, how crowded it is. Use specific details because this is really important to help readers imagine the place in their mind. For example, in Lily's story, I specifically mentioned swings and monkey bars. I could leave that out, but specifics help with visualization. You also want to highlight emotions, stir up the emotions of your readers. If you're telling a story where you felt joy, then help them feel joy. If you felt confused, instead of saying, I felt confused, show them how you felt confused. Like, were you uh, staring at the screen for 20 minutes trying to figure out what to do next? Were you sweating bullets because you were so scared while you were sitting waiting for your driver's license test? Like, explain the emotions and the outcome of those emotions. What does it look like to feel scared, to feel happy, to feel confused? So you've created some kind of hook, some kind of interesting story starter to get started with your email, but then how do you transition to the part where you sell the thing? That's the hardest part of the writing experience. So if this is hard for you, just know you're not alone. It's fine. You can do this. Okay. So how do we transition without losing the flow of the story and feel super awkward when you cut to the, I want you to do this call to action. There are two types of transitions you can use. You can use a segue phrase, and this is a phrase that you can use to smoothly shift from the story where it's like clear that we're transitioning with this phrase. So it could be something like, that's why I'm excited to share, or which means, or this brings us to, it's like a kind of, you feel the transition there, right? You know that we're turning a corner. You can also use reflective questions, like a question at the end of the story that naturally leads into the product or service. So have you ever faced a similar situation or have you been there? You know, those type of questions can then shift to where we're focusing from the people and the characters in the story to the people reading the email, to the person reading the email. Remember, we always want to focus on one-to-one person. We're not talking to crowds. We're talking to that one person that we're in their inbox. And then we want to make sure after we've transitioned, we're going to clearly 
explain what it is that we're trying to get them to do, whether it's to buy a product or to read a blog post or to go sign up for whatever. We want to end with a clear call to action. It's super important because if you've spent all that time wooing them with your stories, you want them to do something at the end. The story is the emotional trigger that leads to action. That What is the action? Are you clear on your action? Make sure you only have one call to action in your email or else people get confused. You just want to keep it simple. Okay, so where do we start with the end in mind? What do we write? A story that connects with the emotions of the readers and helps illustrate the problem or solution that we have for them. Then we use a transition to shift into the call to action and bam, you're done. It's not as hard really as you think it may be. And it really does get easier with time. So I want to encourage you to grab your confident copy workbook and do the little storytelling practice section. Start brainstorming some stories like we talked about last week in episode 27, where you can look around in your daily life and look for little stories. How does this story illustrate problem or solution that I am providing for my clients? And before we go, I'll give you permission. You don't have to use storytelling in every single email you write. It's okay. (laughs) But do it often and do it frequently because people love it. And they will keep coming back as we've already talked about. And next week, I hope you'll come back because we're going to continue the 2024 email marketing series with an episode on batching. What should you do and what shouldn't you do? We'll see you next week. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks. 